She has a past and a story. She has been through a lot and does have a lot to say. She is tired of being in a cage, but she notices the doors open and she's finally ready to break free. Join me, Karina Garcia, as I share the different things that may hold you captive to an enslaved mindset, where you were really never meant to stay and you really, honestly, were never meant to be in. Life is hard. Our choices do have consequences, both good and bad. But love is real, and it's true. Jesus Christ always provides a way out. What do you think of when you hear the term bandwagon? Do you think of a football team or a sports team in general and a person who suddenly decides that they're not part of that team anymore because that team's not winning, so now they want to be a part of the other team because that team's winning, and then that team doesn't win anymore and they go back to their original team because that's their team since forever. Is that what you think of in today's episode? We will talk about being a bandwagon and how to break free from that and how to realize that it goes way beyond just sports. Being a bandwagon. I remember I heard that term, I think, for the first time when my husband was mocking my brother-in-law because he changed his favorite football team again. He was once a, I don't even remember to be honest with you, but I know within the mix there have been maybe three or four teams that he's said he is a fan of. So jerseys have come and gone, football players are transferred, or they, that, there's a lot of movement and transition that happens in sports. So I understand that maybe you have a favorite that moves around, so you want to follow that player. And that's not a bad thing. You know, being a bandwagon, it's a term I believe, you know, with endearment is used to make fun or mock others because they can't seem to decide who they want to believe in. But what happens when you become a bandwagon in life? Not just in sports, but in life. When you think or you believe what others are saying and doing to be your truth because you love them, you care for them, you look up to them, and they're people who have a lot of wisdom, are very smart, knowledgeable, so you care for what they have to say, and you decide that the way that they're guiding you, that they're leading you is valid, and nothing that they say is immoral, so therefore... Yeah, I, I, I can vouch for what they're saying. Yeah, I feel comfortable with what they say. I believe in what they say. Or you know what? When they brought that up, it made me wonder what I really believe in. What, if, what about those situations? Have you ever stopped to think about the people that you surround yourself with that you've maybe become a bandwagon of? A follower easily able to move around or transition or bend or become flexible to what their beliefs are, to what their views are, to what their values are, and maybe not even knowing or understanding what yours are. That may sound a little difficult. That may sound maybe like something you hadn't considered. I know for me, I was easily swayed. I was easily swayed with the purpose of loving and caring for people. With the purpose of people, I wanted people to know, hey, I see you, I value you, I care for you. 
Therefore, what you say makes sense, so I will sway your way, and I will see it from your point of view. I will give you the benefit of the doubt, and I will see things like you see them. And I did that for many, 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 many years, starting from my childhood. I think that for me, what was important was being loved, feeling seen, feeling secure outside of my insecurities that I personally kept. And when others accepted me into their circle, when others invited me into their circle, and when others pointed things out that I was doing that helped the circle, I felt good. I felt seen, I felt valued, I felt no longer invisible, and I felt like I could lift my head on high and I can walk and I could feel proud of myself for once or twice. But then as I grew as an adult, as I started to encounter different people in my life, I started to realize I was a little too gumby. I just aged myself again. That's okay for those of you that remember my green friend Gumby. He was a, what is it? Um, I forgot what it's called. He was a character. It wasn't a cartoon. It was um, stop animation. And he was made of clay and he was very flexible and he was very stretchy. Or if you want, stretch Armstrong. Another one that's aging me, but it's okay. Just think of anything that's stretchy. Think of a rubber band. You know, it's elastic. It's got elasticity and it stretches. But with so much stretching, it can lose its original shape because it's being pulled in so many directions. And that's what I found was happening with me. I was allowing myself to be pulled and stretched into so many different directions by so many different people that I cared for, that I admired, that I looked up to, that were leading, guiding me, mentoring me, that I never fully grasped or understood my personal values or my personal beliefs. What did I believe in? If she said this was valid and then that other person said that was valid, for me, both things were valid. But I was so adamant to meet in the middle and help them see each other's perspective that I never stopped to think of what is my perspective. If they're coming to me for guidance, I'm taking person A and person B and I'm saying, okay, person A, speak your mind. Person B, speak your mind. Okay, now person A, listen to person B perspective. Can you kind of consider some of that? Person B, can you consider some of person A's perspective? Okay, do you guys see each other's perspective? Can you meet in the middle? Can you agree to disagree or find common ground and then move on? And then that was it. I was mediating so much. I was a liaison, for lack of a better term, and helping people see each other's perspective. Now, that's not a bad thing, but if they're asking for my opinion, they're not asking me to mediate their fight, their argument, their contradictions, then why can't I say, I hear you, I hear you, however, this is what I believe. That took me a long time to realize and accept. And it's crazy because if you think about the times in your life when you maybe bashed other people, when you maybe criticized other people, why? Where did that criticism come from? Where, where do you think you gained the authority to bash others? The authority to say you were worthy enough to criticize how they did things or what they didn't do? Where did that authority come from, do you think? I think for me... 
the people I surrounded myself with, the people I was quote unquote bandwagoning with at that time, if they disliked this group of individuals, I could start to see the flaws in them. And I could start to see their point of like, yeah, that's right. They're mean, they're cold. Ah, they don't care. They're bullies. I would find everything that they said. I was looking for it. I was in search for it. Why? Because not necessarily that I did I want to find the negative in these people, but I wanted to find common ground with my group of friends. I wanted to find or show them that I knew what they were talking about, that I could relate with them, that I agreed with them, that I was on the same page with them. But what if I wasn't? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that I always, 100% of the time, always bent to do what others said or to agree with others' opinions. It wasn't 100% of the time, but it was more than 50. I, I can be completely vulnerable and honest with you guys and let you know. More than half of my life, I swayed according to the direction that I was allowing myself to be pulled or pushed from based on the group of people I was with. Now, that's unfair to everybody. That's unfair to myself because I'm not being true to me. That's unfair to my friends because I'm not being true and honest to them. And that's unfair to the people that I'm either bashing, criticizing, or frowning upon because I'm not being true to myself to them. So this was something that resonated with me for a while and something that I'm grateful to God and I'm grateful to him for the things that I learned through his word of my audience of one. He's my only audience. He's where my truth comes from. I've established the values that I believe in. I've established my beliefs based on where I am now in my life. What I have decided in my heart to fully take in as word, which is his word. Now, that doesn't mean that I am 100% abiding by exactly what the Bible says and I don't waver from it because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a human being, I make mistakes, but I thank God for his grace and his mercy. But that also doesn't mean that I'm going to create excuses for myself if I ever do decide to allow myself to be tempted to possibly get to the point of going back to old sin in my life. Because at the end of the day, I believe we're each personally responsible for the decisions and the choices that we make. Whether we decide to lead in love, to love others as we've been loved, or whether we decide to point our finger at others and forget that not only are other fingers pointing back, but just like I talked about the grace and mercy God gives me, he gives them. So why can't I? I can't be selfish like so many people that we've read about in the Bible that only think about me. I'm not going to be Saul that only considers myself. I'm not even going to be David at that moment with he, all he wanted was Bathsheba and he forgot about everything else that he was called to do because again, he was pulled and swayed by his flesh in that moment. And he allowed the sins of the flesh to overcome the blessings of the promise because his flesh was so able to sway him. He was able to be pulled and stretched so much in that aspect of his life. His rubber band, his elastic, el, el, uh, elasticity, I was saying it right. His elasticity had changed. So his original created shape was shifted. 
So if we see David as a strong rubber band, there was a part of him that dealt with lust and that part of his rubber band had swayed to and from so much that at that moment, it couldn't bend back to the original shape God created it to be because it was so comfortable in the sin that it had bent it out of shape that it was okay living that way, that he was okay doing what he did just to make his flesh happy. And that created a ripple effect that we all know of, which of course later in forgiveness and in changing and transformation of his life, the Lord forgave him. The Lord met him where he was, shared his grace and his mercy and his love with him because that's who God is. But if we're able to take our rubber band and not allow it to be shifted so much to where the sin becomes our new creator, then we're able to follow in the footsteps of Jesus because of who he created us to be. So we don't have to be a bandwagon. We don't have to seesaw between their opinion and this opinion for the mere purpose of arguing, winning an argument, or trying to show that we're no longer insecure and that we have authority and we can bash people or we can decide to change our mind about people or we can decide to criticize people. That's something that's unhealthy. That's something that isn't something we should strive to do. So I know for me, I had to literally realize that I was being pulled in a tug of war and I couldn't stand back up straight to who I was created to be because of my need to please the people and love the people and show them that I agreed with them, that I love them, that I supported them, that I could see their perspective. And honestly, that's what it was. I could hear them and be like, oh, that's a valid point. Oh, you also have a valid point. Hmm. You both have valid points. Let me help you both see each other's perspective and then go on from there. That was my goal. Helping each other see each other's perspective, find common ground and help them move on from that. But I wasn't being true to who God called me to be, who he created me to be, my personal values and beliefs. I didn't know any of that. Now, anything that questioned my morals, there are a lot of things that I could easily say, nope, I'm not going that route. I don't believe in that. That is wrong. That's not going to happen. So like I said, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a complete swaying one way or the other. I could stand my ground for several things. But why? Because I had already built a foundation in those things that was not going to flex for anything. It wasn't going to bend for anyone. Because I already knew this is what I believe. This is what I stand on. This is how I was created, and this is what I know to be true. But in the other areas where I hadn't identified my truth yet, I was searching for truths amongst other people, and I didn't even know it. It's like I was grabbing onto this person's truth, and that person's truth, and what they said was good, and what they said made sense, and what this person said was so good, so true. I had to find ways to see how I could adapt and apply and make everything within me mesh with all of these other different people. Now we can find mentoring, we can find guidance, we can find others that we look up to and follow within their footsteps of their lessons learned, of what not to repeat, of the good, but we shouldn't change who we are to try to become them. We shouldn't change our foundations to try to adopt theirs. We shouldn't change 
the creation that we are, that God knitted in our mother's womb so intricately, specifically for each one of us to try to match anybody else in this world. Because if that was the case, then he probably would have made an assembly line for us to be cookie cutters of each other. Now, we're body parts. And as body parts, we all come together with Jesus as a head leading the way, but we were never meant to be mirror images of one another. The only person we were meant to mirror image was Jesus. The only person that we were meant to look like, we were meant to resemble, we were meant to reflect was Jesus. But even then God knew we were far from perfect. Even then God knew we would mess up like all of the previous leaders that came before Jesus. Even then God knew that his mercy and grace would have to continue to be shared with us every single day of our lives because of our human nature, because of our inability sometimes to fight against the flesh, to fight against temptation, to realize when there's sin, and to release all of that and seek full transformation in him. God knew where we were headed before we did. But he didn't give up on us even though he knew. He still doesn't give up on us even though he knows. Every day is a new day of expectations. Every day is a new day of possibilities. Every day is a new day to decide who you are going to be, what you are going to do, what you're going to believe. But you have to get to a point like I did to where you're fully cemented and your foundations are so deeply rooted that other things may sway you, but nothing can pick you up away from your foundation and try to plant you in theirs. That's not how it works. You can glean, you can take, you can learn, you can grow, you can adapt to your environment and your surroundings, but never change who you fully are based on who God created you to be just to try to mimic or imitate or look like others. We're not meant to look like others. We're meant to be ourselves. We're meant to be who God created us to be fully and wholeheartedly. And that requires a daily renewing of our mind. I mean, the word clearly tells us that. That requires us to guard our heart. And the biggest lesson for me was realizing how much I had to trust in the Lord, in the Holy Spirit, in the example of Jesus, and not my own understanding, and not my own perspective, not my own opinion, not my own feelings, not my own heart. I had to trust in Him working through me, alongside me, all around me, and knowing that I am blessed because I'm His daughter, that I have an abundance for me because I am His child, that I have armor to protect myself with because he gave it to me that I have a way to fight the lies and the deception of the enemy because he's given me the tools and the resources that I have a right to stand on the authority of who he created me to be regardless of the opinions of everybody else around me that I can decide this is what I believe in I'm not going to shift I may hear different perspectives because I haven't been exposed to everything in my life but I still have a personal responsibility to take and grasp perspectives, opinions, prayers, words given to me for me and take them to God and allow him to show me what I'm supposed to keep and what I'm supposed to release. And that's the beauty of it. So when you think of a bandwagon, I really hope that the term now helps you realize that it goes beyond 
a sports team. That it goes beyond jumping back and forth between a player that you really love and a team and realize who are you bandwagging with? Who is allowing or who are you allowing to shift your perspective to the point where even your foundations are changing? Think about that. Now, if there's there are things within you that there, there's a lot of sin involved or a lot of your flesh is being pulled and you don't like it and you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to let go of it because it goes against who God, God created you to be because it goes against what God's word says for you because it goes against his truth. Then that's when you can glean on others to help you release the things you can't let go of by yourself. That's not a bad thing. We're called to seek the Lord. We're called to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. We're called to rely on the Holy Spirit but we're also called to be part of one body. And when one body body part is not being able to do its part because something else is keeping it from it, then the rest come in and come alongside to help propel them, but not to hold them down, not to be a stumbling block, but to help them grow beyond where they're stuck. So if you're stuck, seek guidance to get unstuck. Seek guidance to find and trust in the Lord for your full transformation. But if you're not stuck, and you're growing, and you're seeing things that you're letting go of, continue. Continue to work. Continue to celebrate the wins. But don't forget to consider and reflect on the times where you bash others, you criticize others, or you believe that you have authority to decide why their lives are not being lived according to what you think or how you think they should be lived. And give yourself the opportunity to truly reflect on who you're bandwagging with. Are you ready? Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I truly hope that you're able to begin to break free from lies, misconceptions, doubt, unbelief, and anything else that keeps you from living this one life to the fullest according to what God has placed in your heart and woven you in your mother's womb to do. I pray that his love abides in you and that you never forget that his joy is your strength and that you have purpose and are here with intention. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay updated with the latest episodes. And if you choose to connect further with me, head to connect.2 forward slash Karina Garcia. That's K-O-N-E-C-T dot T-O forward slash K-A-R-I-N-A-G-A-R-C-I-A. God bless you.